This podcast contains the best of those bad words and may contain difficult discussions of all things related to love, particularly the bad parts. Previously on Bad at Love, we discussed how bad we are at love. We're so bad. Want to know how bad? How How bad are we? (laughs) We're so bad. Check out our last podcast to find out. To move. See, this is why I do like when you do, like, I know they say, oh, don't do someone you know, but I do like that because then you can look at me and you can say, as knowing you and doing this. Yeah. And, you know. Well, and I feel like, well, think about it. Like, okay. Think about, like, communities. Like, I don't want to use the word primitive. I hate that because, because Wakanda forever. That primitive idea needs to go in the shitter. Mm -hmm. But communities that, like, you know what I mean, are more, you know, tribal. Mm -hmm. Right. There is always kind of a village soothsayer. Yes. I will happily, that, that, I'm good. I'm good <laughs> with that. I will happily have that be part of my role. So, I'm just your happy neighborhood soothsayer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Spider-Man, but for tarot. <laughs> <laughs> soothsayer. And I don't mean that in any kind of haughty way. I'm very thankful of this. Can I tell a quick story? Yes, yes. Um, I had a reading by an Ifa Babalao, which oh, is wow. like, like a, Ifa is the, my spiritual path. It's traditional African spirituality or a form of it. There's many. Like, clearly, that's a large continent. Um, I know we talk about Africa like, it's like Detroit. No, mm-hmm. it's like an actual fucking continent. Um, <laughs> and there are just a plethora, hundreds and hundreds of different spiritual paths. There are, um, along the west coast of Africa, a lot of similarities in their traditions. And Ifa um, is one that kind of, in my opinion, has strongly held through into the Americas. And it bleeds into hoodoo um, and voodoo and voodoo. Um, there's some things that are that are tight among us. So I was blessed enough to have gotten a reading by uh, Ifa Babalao uh, last year. And it's a beautiful form of divination, one that I'm not familiar with, but... Um, there's uh, coconut husk pieces on a chain and you and they're marked a certain way and you shake them and you lay them out and there was like a coin and a shell and we shook it and blew on it and rolled everything out mm-hmm. and he says to me because you are you are literally trying to communicate with your ancestors like your specific ancestors are called in like these are Sarah's this is Sarah's line of African peoples right mm-hmm. and so we're laying this out and he goes, he goes oh he goes well when it comes to divination, you're the real deal. Mm-hmm. And you think that I would be like, yes! And I was like, oh, oh this is so much pressure. <laughs> and I, like, I want to like slide under the table like, oh my God, the Absolutely. ancestors are watching. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, people sit down all the time and tell me that they're psychic and they do this and that. And he goes, most of the time, that's not really their thing. He's like, I'm not saying that it's bad, but they have mm-hmm. different gifts and they think this is their thing. He's like, no, you really this is you. And I was like, I mean, I really did. Like, there was like a moment of like, am I going to cry? This is so much pressure. And then I moved on. But (laughs) (laughs) you rose above the tidal wave. I humbly, I humbly appreciate that my ancestors instilled that in me. Mm. I feel them every time that I do it. It's a wonderful thing. So anyway, which deck to move? Um, I will go with the goddess deck. Okay. I have an idea for your other deck. Mm. Oh, goodness. 
More. Jeez. This would be like the longest podcast you guys have ever watched. Oh, no. We've been oh, okay. up to three and a half hours. Yeah, oh, okay. Much. We've oh. done super long. Oh, okay. That yes. works. In the past. Here we go. All right, let me do some shuffling here. You want to start t- chatting with me about what's in your mind? What's going on, Tamu? Uh, um, first thing that's popping into my head is saying I deserve. The second thing is, am I going to... Sounds so terrible. And don't mm. laugh at me. No, God, no. Am I going to get laid before I die? Okay, like, I cannot do this my God. anymore. First of um, all, we can just sit down and have coffee <laughs> and talk about that. No, I... Mm, yes. That is... Whew, the drought I, is real, y'all. It's yes. real. I'm apparently in the neighboring dry field. So No, you're not. Yes. <laughs> You've had a baby. Okay. Yeah, so, so there that was means some... that you had to have some friction going on. Yeah, this drought's okay. been okay. a decade. Yeah. It's a long time. Mm. We can do a whole other podcast about that. <laughs> no, well, this, well, is a, this, is. this is like a great frustration of mine, too, because like every time I'm just going to go off tarot topic, too. Like We'll have you back. We'll talk oh, about it. Oh, we can talk about this very thing, because mm-hmm. I feel like we're in an age where it's okay for women to be like, I'm going to have the sexing now. Yes. It is not easy to no. like try to arrange that because you just no. want to be like, okay, I'm not really the hair pull ass slap kind of person. No, I just can you just like be way. nice? I need a little kissing. <laughs> and it's not like you have to come over for dinner every day, but like can you cuddle afterwards? And it was out field. It's just like uh, you know, it, yeah. It just it's harder to you know what I mean? It's, like it's I think I'm laying out some really reasonable things and still they're looking at you like, I feel Uncertain, or you think you you got something cooking, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm having feelings." I can't even get there because I can't even bring myself to even go in that direction. Because right. I want to talk a lot have... about of other stuff too that maybe you. Because I remember, because when um, did, did drugs have a play into that or anything like that? Like crack? No, God, no! Like because of depression. Anyway. <laughs> I am. I know people were like, I got it. That's I got it. Yeah, you can do whatever you okay. need to do. I am I am on Prozac. Prozac takes away a lot of your desires. So I'm pretty much also in a drought and then there's like no there's no reservoir of liquid down below either. So I like to equate it as being dead inside sort of. So I'm kind of sort of dead inside, but also still a feeling human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I don't know how... I am now a completely different person than I used to be. Mm-hmm. And so I am literally approaching this, and we were talking about this the other day, I am now approaching this as a completely new individual mm-hmm. with a completely new mindset and approach and outlook and view of my landscape now. Right. So this is all completely new to me. Right. Obviously, I'm happy to shed a lot of the old mm-hmm. me and who I am and also to try and who sit <laughs> who I was. Well, I'm still I'm you know, still tamu, but like getting rid of all of that like desperation feeling that as soon as you walk through a door, someone's going to see you across a crowded room and that's going to be the one and all those crazy notions that fly through your mind and um, having had some very serious heartbreak and having to also hurt others and dealing with 
those aspects of the guilt of that, Mm -hmm. trying to forgive yourself. And also for me, I'm a very critical person. So I'm always beating myself up more than anybody else could. So like I've raked myself over the coals, flogged myself 850,000 times. And I'm trying to be able to forgive myself and say, you can make, you're okay to make decisions. You are still a good judge of character, even though you made some missteps in the past. So I basically shut down after I made those missteps because I can't trust myself to make a good decision. So if I can't trust myself to make a good decision, Mm -hmm. then that's it. It's over and done with. And so it's forgiving myself of that, knowing that or believing or trying to believe that I deserve and wanting someone to come into my world that understands that and appreciates that and exalts that. Right. Because I've never had someone who has ever wanted to just, who's ever been like, you are amazing and you are great and you're who you are and that is what I want. I want That's what I want. Someone who really appreciates me for me, all of my flaws and my faults and everything going on, my natural hair, my graying hair, my all the things, my perimetric paws, the whole nine yards, my Prozac nation living. That's what it needs. And I also have to be okay with being understanding that I deserve that and if I if it's coming to me in a way that feels odd I can walk away from that and that's okay I don't need to have a person in my life just have a person in my life just say I have a person in my life but at this point in this stage it needs to be a person that's worthy of me right and that I'm also worthy of them right so that's where I'm at so I don't want, I try not to project. What I want to say is if you want to get laid, then you can. I always so, feel like I can't. That's oh no, so you can, difficult. Like, I could never. No, I okay, just, here's my question then. It's is just it, something that's completely not that you, in my realm of thinking. Well, I mean, are you saying that because you think that you can't get laid without having the feelings? Or are you saying that because you don't think that you're good enough to get laid? I just don't. No, I got no game, guys. Okay. It doesn't fucking you matter. You really don't. <laughs> it really doesn't fucking you matter. But also, really I'm don't. picky. Like, I also, you then know. stop being picky about getting laid. I have some standards laid. about but, getting but, laid. Not like but, I need it to be Idris Elba, although, hello, hello. DM me <laughs> Instagram. What I'm saying is, Tamu, we are living in a world, because there are women in countries who really cannot get laid if they wanted to. Mm. You can have consensual sex without game. You need to look at Tinder. There are dudes who just have a shot of their crotch in makes underwear. Me tired to even think about but that. the point is like I get I understand what you want to you can and you and that is such a venue that you could you like pay for it. I you thought could, about rather you pay, have no need to pay for it though. You could you, <laughs> could, you don't have to though. You could just pick one of those crotch shots and be like these are my terms. I would like to meet you at the Motel 6 at this time. I need you to wear a condom. Are you okay with this? And they will say yes or no. Ugh. Here's the so, thing though. You also fucking tell me so that way you right. something happens. I know where to find you. Well, <laughs> whether or not it's the best idea. I'm just saying. It doesn't sound like a really good plan, guys. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I, I'm acknowledging that I think it's really hard for women mm-hmm. to find quality, affection, intimacy, sexuality. Yeah, absolutely. So that is difficult. But I do think that to be able to do that, to be able to do that, we have to embrace that you can have those things. And yes. that's the point of what I'm saying. Got it. 
So, and you also don't have to go through with them if you are uncomfortable for whatever reason. Like these right. people that you find on Tinder, you can say, let's meet up. And then you can decide from that point being like, do I have this feeling that this is not okay? Mm-hmm. Or you can meet them and be like, oh yeah. It's just changing my mindset. I Like I said, yes, that's I fine. have no... I have no concept mm-hmm. that this is a thing. Like, I've seen it done. I've seen people do it. I know I've seen people, people try to do it. have this happen quite a bit. And I'm like, how in the hell? And I'm just sitting here like, okay. Ladies got needs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ladies got needs. And I am all for ladies taking care of their business and doing what they need to do. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. it's a little bit more complicated for me. I've never necessarily been a physical, like, oh, yeah, let me just go do that. So, it's, for me, more cerebral. Always. Right. Much like my thing with Mahershala Ali. <laughs> See? Like, he could just read the talk dictionary to Just to say you. some things. <laughs> so, are you trying to say here that, like, what, what's your intention then? Do you Would you rather have the relationship to then get laid, or are you trying to be like, hey? I have multiple layers okay, of things. Cool. We're just having a conversation. I have not set my intention. Okay. Just making sure. Right. So... Um, we can start there. So I just want to put that piece out there because mm-hmm. I feel like I don't need a tarot deck to tell you that you'll get laid. If you want to get laid, then please do. I don't want to proceed like asking the universe something that is completely under your power is what I'm saying. It's the secondary. Right. The I deserve. The having that right. companionship in my world of someone who actually understands that yes, you deserve and here are all of the things you deserve and your blessings. And, and that having is, that be mm-hmm. mutual. Right. And and I think, too, like I said during Mallory's reading, I think it is important to sort of think about the power behind recognizing that you, this is possible. Like, right. I get why there's a question of, do I deserve? And having to work on that, uh, like to, to kick that power off, starting in the root of recognizing, I'm sure you can look at me and see that I deserve. Of course, I think everybody deserves. But like, I'm sure, like in the intimacy of this conversation, sure. you can look at me and be like, "Sarah deserves." Absolutely. Right? I struggle with those same questions. Right. Is what I'm saying. I want to believe that there's great power in just the simple admittance that this is this. And and what if we move forward with like, this is mine for the taking. If that's what I say is part of my story. So that's all my. I'm gonna step off my little soapbox and do a little shuffling, and then I'll hand them to you and. You can put some intention, and you don't have to shuffle quite as as intricately as Matthew did. Oh, I don't just miss you. Some... Just was just like, and I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna actually shuffle because I haven't done yeah, that. Yeah, shuffling. I get it. Okay, as my father is a magician, that's the proper way to shuffle. Because then you don't have your cards. Magician. I was expecting. Yeah, it. because then you know your cards that you can flim flam people. <laughs> That's a completely different show. <laughs> Not you flipping people. I'm just saying that's how I shuffle that way. That's okay. fine. Shuffle up the buffalo, girl. So I'm an eye, a side eye for my dad if I do otherwise. <laughs> so I'm setting the attention of forgiving myself, being able to be okay with the decisions that I make going forward, understanding that I do deserve. Mm-hmm affection and love in my life and that doesn't necessarily that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be obviously from the opposite sex it also comes from me um and being able to embrace that okay so is there more of a question or are we just laying out and seeing what the cards want to share with us lay out and see what happens okay 
I like readings like that too because it's not really a question. We're just going to let the universe have a conversation with us. Yep. Via tarot cards. Got a lot more ladies than I got. <laughs> okay, the love card, the lovers is in this. I saw that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you guys are good. You really pull in. Uh... <laughs> I just am ever impressed too about how tarot just echoes what we what we ask it to do. I mean, like, I see images of like the pain that you have felt. I see need to care for those things. Just my kind of basic looking at things. I see, I mean, wonderful possibility. I, I try not to do like fluffy bunny readings, but I see lots of, I mean, maybe I'm just really lucky to be in the company of really excellent humans. Because so, <laughs> um, I see some really loving things. I do tend to be a rather loving reader, which I think is a, is a lot of um, mm. Yamaya's influence in my life. That she's very present for me. Mm-hmm. So for anyone that may get a reading from me, I don't tend to have readings where I'm like, oh my God, you are about to be hit by you a bus. Danger. No, no, no. No. I don't get things like that. We That's tend to great. Have, thankfully, there tends to be a lot of emotional talk about feelings. And, well, I, and you're and an optimist. I feel like I that's mm-hmm. your influence as well, where, like you, you said, you don't. If I was a tarot reader, death, death, death. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just mean, like, that's like, yeah. you. People might say that it would be sugarcoating, but it's not really. It might be a sprinkle. But you say, hey, you're very realistic about it. And you're very, this is what's happening. Right. But guess what? doesn't have to be that way. Right. It's very opportunity, optimistic, and... I think part of it, too, is that I embrace that that everything has its light and it's dark. Yes. And again, I'll just give my my thanks to Yamaya because she is ever with me. And I think that's part of the reason that my... My, when I read, it's it tends to be like a nice warm hug. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <Just kidding. Yeah. laughs> All right, Timu. <laughs> that wasn't me this time, guys. <laughs> okay, our first card here, the Five of Swords. In this particular deck, it is a woman, um, and she is holding a couple swords in one hand, holding one in the other, and she's sort of looking out. There's a couple on the ground. Um, to me, again, we're sort of getting an image of somebody that has been through some trials and some battles. So this first position, I'm doing another 10 card spread for anyone who's wondering, another, uh, Celtic cross. So this first card here, if this represents you, to me, it is somebody that has seen some battles different from, we had a card similarly that sort of showed a battle worn soldier. Like this is somebody who's, they're still holding on to their sword. Mm-hmm. I think too, it echoes what you said too about like, times that you've been hurt and people that you have hurt in addition. I'm seeing that represented in the other swords that you're holding. That might be something to take a look at. You're holding those. Do you need to be? It's right. the question that I'm just going to put in right. your mind. Nevertheless, there you are holding your swords. What is crossing that? We have the lovely ten. No, it's the stats. Stats, sorry. Oh, my. Every now and then, too, when I read, I get something. I'm like, oh, I don't have anything really to say about that. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sort of there. I'm like, well, that's nice. I, it, it's positive. I like to be, this is where I am real in readings, where I think I get away from sort of the more, I don't really have much to say in this reading about that, except that it is abundant. So in addition to like everything that you're holding and sort of feeling uncertain, you have a lot available, a lot to grow, a lot that you can work with, a lot to plant. I think it's a, it just speaks of sort of abundance. It's, it's a nice thing to have crossing your state you have a lot to work with 
And those wands, those stabs are tools. You have a lot available for you to work with. We'll just leave it there, which is the fun thing about tarot. I mean, I just, again, try to be very real. Every now and then you read for somebody and you're like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This is just this right here. Anyway, that's about all I got is that there's abundance crossing your state. Okay, so if we're sort of into the mix of what's the issue with position three here. Mm-hmm. Um, in this deck, it is labeled oppression. It is the tower card. So the tower in traditional, more traditional decks, and to anyone that may be listening that is a reader, um, also recognizing that tarot decks are like leaves falling off of a tree. There are so, so, so many. But we sort of go to either the toast deck or the rider weight is our kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of... Your intros. Right? Um, so in your basic 78 card deck, the tower card often represents, it's like things falling apart and can feel... I mean, this card is labeled oppression. So from everything that you said ahead of time, and if anybody thinks I'm bullshitting, we've been shoveling, <laughs> we shoveled the shit out of it. <laughs> and this is the card that comes up in the spot for what are we working on? And the imagery, too, is people of color. Mm-hmm. They are sad. One of them has a tear. There are babies in their hands. So if I was to kind of just let my intuition guide me as to what this is telling me, um, I see maybe like being oppressed by dreams of what we thought this would be. Um, if there were hopes for children. Mm-hmm. Being oppressed by, I mean, that is on so many levels, like oppressed by the ideas of what, what we should have oppressed by not necessarily getting those things because it's reversed so it's all blocked up or not how we thought it would look how those things can just completely bog us down how the sadness about it there's a point where it's it's the real actual articles of what happened the genuine article of what happened and then there's like the sadness like once we get past what happened or didn't happen sometimes just the lingering heaviness of the feeling about it is enough to be oppressing so there it is at the center of whatever we're chewing on right now. Something from the past that is still in play, our next card position here. Which is interesting. Position four. <laughs> Lakshmi on a bird. Um, it is the Wheel of Fortune. That In this position, I'm going to say that this is also bringing in some blessings. But uh, somewhere in there you understand that this is all cyclical and seasons do change. So I think this is also speaking of hope. I know that it feels very heavy. So maybe that is where the gifts in this reading are. Because um, you can also read what I like about the Celtic cross. It's so malleable. So you can take a look at your first little part of this. And you can look at how this center card, and maybe this is how this will come into play. Why I didn't have an answer. How it's connecting the past to the future. How it's connecting um, the issues that you're chewing on right now to where you are right now. Like the energies that are flowing through right now. Let's look at that. We'll talk about that in conjunction with that. So... That, that mighty wheel of fortune um, and the blessings that come with the reminder that as of yet, no sun has set without rising again in the morning. Not yet. No, no wave has ever rolled out to sea and not rolled back in. It's true. Spring does come. Let's let that hope from the past still continue to be in play because it is trying to work for you even if you can't feel it. Okay. So that's lovely. So here we are, we're getting to position five. This is um, the energies that are going through right now. We have our lovely and generous and kind queen of, queen of Pentacles. She is generous and she's giving. She also knows what she has. She's really self-sufficient. It's a lovely card for a feminist, I think, too, because she doesn't need to, to have anyone. I mean, this is hers. Like she's, she's got 
agency over her person and her resources. For me, pentacles represent a foundation kinds of things, not just the coin of the bank, but that's part of it. Opportunities, education, home base, and that's even a broad topic. There's the actual brick and mortar of where mm-hmm. you live, yep. and then there's the other things that you build around that, what you fill that space with. This, being here, doing your podcast here in this library is part of your foundation and your home. You've made it part of your story. Um, so that Queen of Pentacles um, reversed. I don't think it's energy that's blocked up. I think you could maybe live in the power of that a little more. You're her. You got that's it. That's the I deserve. Yes, the I deserve. See, look at you're doing it. You don't even need me. <laughs> I'll be available for End of reading. I'm now available for readings. Right. <laughs> Everybody has this capability. I think just some people have like talents. You see what I'm saying? Like some people have a good singing voice, but everybody can sing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this is just like a talent of mine. So yes, you could do this. Absolutely. Oh, I'm kidding. What? Why not? <laughs> why not? And I personally love it when I'm reading with people. They're like, "This is what I feel about this." I'm like, "Well, then that's oh, what okay. it is. <laughs> then that's what it is." So anyway, that's that's. I think I don't need to gild the lily any further there. Yeah, you deserve, buddy. You are the queen of pentacles. Let mm-hmm. that be you. Let that be you. She's so generous and giving. You know what I mean? She has so much to offer. Mm-hmm. So, right. up ahead, you've asked the question somewhere, is it possible? There's the two of pentacles. So, you have a two in the final spot of what's to come. A oh, two. my. I will say, too, that, I mean, we have only one cup in this whole reading. But interesting how different things are, too, for the two of you. Even, like, the color patterns of this mm-hmm. are really different. Mm-hmm. In the cards that, that came up this time, the figures are darker, which I think is reflective of you, too, as a, as a woman of color. The two of pentacles. <laughs> it's result of your dark spirit. You're too cynical. <laughs> See, look at where your cynical head goes, too. This is what we get to work with here. Oh, Lord. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> so we have, yes. digressing, we have the two of pentacles here at the end of the first part of our Celtic cross. So what I see, too, this is a lot to do with balance and juggling. I think that it's very possible. So I think this is a reaffirmation that this is absolutely possible. Those discs, discs and coins, the one thing they really have in common with stabs, too, is that it's really like choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, swords are like, I had no choice but to cut through this bullshit. Okay. Cups are like the virtues that come to us in mm-hmm. a way. And they do have to do with choice as well. But really, if you are having coin, this is requiring action. If you are growing things with wands, then you planted it. Swords are a different kind of action. Like, I don't have a choice, so I lopped everyone's fucking head off. Okay. Right? So, <laughs> yep. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They are about action, but in a different way. This is just so, you know... Deliberate and really speaks of your journey. So, first of all, you can really just start there. Is this a possibility for me? Hell yes. And I think it's very significant, too, that this is the same suit. It looks like the same woman as, as what we have in the Queen of Pentacles mm-hmm. card. She looks similar. Her dress is similar. Um, I think that if you were to look at a natural progression, because you are allowed to tell this tarot story however you want, here is one coin becoming two. Oh! Ooh, look at what I did right there! What? And you see this little infinity swirls mm-hmm. around the two coins. So yeah, look, let's look at the progression. If you were going to tell us a story, like, one day, a girl with many swords talked to herself about why she was carrying them, put down what she did not need. She acknowledged her hurt over the things that had happened in the past. There was a lot of it, but she worked through it. She recognized that the sun would shine once again. So she looked at what she had, and she multiplied. 
Wow. Steve. Ooh, I like that when you kind of like tell yeah. the story. So, uh, yeah, man, it's possible. That would really just speak of luck in that regard. So let's talk about this last row of our Celtic cross. Here's our issue. Here's us within our issue. So work that needs to be done. The Five of Cups. So we had the Eight of Cups in Mallory's reading. We've got some similar imagery here of like turning our back on things. Mm -hmm. There is a lot that's spilled. The, the thing that really differs between those two cards, there's a lot that is spilled. There's still cups that are full waiting for you to drink them. So you need to do some work on letting that be a reality. Do not underestimate the power of sparking that idea. You don't have to know what is in the cups to understand that there's something in there nourishing for you. You just have to start with the belief that maybe, or the acknowledgement that absolutely there's cups out there okay. with stuff in them that you want to drink. That's absolutely, there's just no other way. The world is so vast that that, thank God, is an absolute truth. Cups have spilled, but there are other cups with your name on it. The look on her face acknowledges how you feel in that. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily the greatest feeling. No. And it requires work, which is why it is in that position. But, I mean, there's just so few things that you can say are an absolute truth. But, really, there are other cups out there with shit in it that you want to drink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just the nature of it. Okay, so moving on to card position eight. Weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a wow wow. I didn't even say it. <laughs> For anyone listening, <laughs> this card is like, this is our little, this is the tarotist telling you this. This is a message card. And when I, when Sarah does the count across, it's fucking Venus. It's the goddamn love card. It says Get love laid. across the top. It's the lovers. <laughs> to move. I mean, how much do you really need me to say? I've said a lot of things. I don't think I need to say a lot of things about this. Do I, do I need to say anything? I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to leave that there. Thanks. This is the love card. Moving on. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, mic drop. Get them out. If you do with that, what you're going to do with that, that's what it is. Okay. The hope or the hindrance, the help or the fear, position nine, we have the seven of pentacles, which is a woman who is looking at a tree with many coins in it, and it's like a crop that she's watching. Um, it is reversed. I think um, I'm getting a ping that there may be some blockage there, actually, um, you're withholding, telling yourself that to have the love you want requires cultivation and growth, which I think is really a unique way to look at it because we kind of look at it like, I will do that when it shows up. Mm -hmm. What if you actually have to prep the ground and mm -hmm. plant the shit ahead of time? Right. right. There you are looking at the crop. So I feel that there's a block in not wanting to necessarily look at that, and I can see why. That's it's a lot really, that's scary as all hell. Yeah, it's a lot of work, man. Right. And what I'm if I what it. if I plant and like the potato famine comes through? Exactly. It's very scary. Mm -hmm. But what if? And I've already had a potato famine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what other mm -hmm. every other famine? So mm -hmm. it's. But what if you plan and it's like a bumper crop? It's true. Because for those listening, the final card here is the goddamn Ace of Pentacles. <laughs> what? What? It's a notice it's the only pentacle that is the right way. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's the only pentacle that is upright. So, I mean, like, if you ask the question, what needs to be done here? I mean, what needs to be done here to move? You tell me. I have to grow my seeds. Have to grow my seeds. <laughs> have to cultivate and nurture. You have to also realize that, yeah, potato famine could come through. Or you could have a bumper crop of apples. Exactly. 
Um, and I think that's really what's telling you. And in some newness to it. I love those aces because they just speak of like new opportunity, new beginning. Um, and this will change foundation for you. So I really feel like there has to be some work done about mm-hmm. believing, recognizing that you do deserve, right. some understanding of who the hell you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And owning that, yeah. Right. Just like Lady Gaga says. I'm just going to look in the mirror and say, I'm Lady Gaga, bitch. Yeah. And sometimes you just have and to. People might think that's weird, especially in the ladies room at work. I just start going, I'm Lady Gaga. <laughs> you know? Some of the people you work with, <laughs> they'd be like, right, who's fine, Lady Gaga? Right. <laughs> I, I highly recommend being weird at work. It's been one of the most beneficial things I've ever done. Um, oh, yeah. And, like, these, I love it. I have a vet tech. And, like, I have young technicians that come to me and they ask me sometimes just weird little spiritual questions. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I've got, like, stones and a little voodoo doll that I offer things to on my desk. I have, like, a broom hanging over the entrance. To my desk area. <laughs> I just embrace it. Be fucking weird at work. So go around and be like, if somebody snaps off of you, be like, I already told you. I'm Lady Gaga. I'm Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not right now with things that are happening. <laughs> not right now, but like maybe in like two months. I say embrace being weird. Anyway, so if I was to say an overall message here, which I feel like too, the conversation we had ahead of time, we probably really didn't need the cards, but sure was fun, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice to have the validation i guess or for the universe to be like um you already know yeah which is what is neat about tarot i mean like to 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 do a tarot card reading for somebody that tells you what you said and to see the position of like the struggle to be the card that says oppression and all the things that come with that we will not discount also race absolutely oh my god Uh gender what it means to walk through the world as a uh, black person who identifies as a woman and what that means um to have that pop up there and then to have the overall message pop up with the fucking love card. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. <laughs> so there's that. Can I clarify anything? Oh, I was going to talk about what this uh, ten, of, 10 of Wands, where I think it connects. Okay. From here to get to here, I think is an embracing of abundance. And it does echo this cultivating and needing to grow stuff. To bring this, in, this power of the Wheel of Fortune into play and to get yourself to where you're... In, in, to the two of pentacles too, which also echoes the wheel of fortune because it's like this in motion and an intertwining of two spinning discs. So you have the wheel. Here's your wheel you're trying to bridge it so that there's another spinning wheel and then you two are connected by energy. Got it. Utilizing some of that abundance, that cultivation will help. And I just can't say enough, just the belief that you can. That's always been the problem. It's like the shit that fertilizes the soil. I know. <laughs> I know. We need it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Wow, I did not think it was going to turn out like this. You didn't? Oh, no, I expected, like, the death card, the tower, which was a good one that I, I expected to be in there. Yeah, I just expected it to be real dark. <laughs> dark! It's good. That's this problem right there. <laughs> <laughs> just going to throw that out yes. there. All right. That was wonderful. Well, as we wrap things up, anything that you would like to throw out there yourself? For where to find you, oh. where to find anybody like you, things that you're mm-hmm. like, hey, here's an area that I'm frequently, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm part of a, blessedly, part of a tarot community, so to anyone who is listening. Um, and I am sort of, I wouldn't say semi-regularly, but you can catch me at a shop called Zamore in North Minneapolis on Central Avenue. Um, I, w- I am invited there um, by my friend um, that runs a production company called Girl Pond Productions. You can find Girl Pond and Zamore on that book of faith. 
Um, I have several friends that do read around the cities regularly. Um, I do a lot of time momming my little, so I don't <laughs> uh, sit anywhere regularly and read, but you can find me. My uh, friend Susan Links, who ha- runs uh, Sunflowers, Tarot, and Reiki. Yes. Susan is wonderful. You can find her on uh, Facebook. Also, she is at the Eye of Horus, which is a wonderful mm-hmm. shop um, outside of Uptown. Uh, Mondays and Tuesdays at Zamore um, almost every Saturday, and I don't know about Sunday. Um, you can find Northern Lights Witch reading tarot. Lovely lady named Abby. She's the shit. Cassandra Snow also reads at the Eye of Horus. She's wonderful. And if you want to learn tarot, the Eye does offer classes. Mm-hmm. The teacher that I learned from does classes there and out of his own space. His name is Chuck Bow. Um, his website is Healing by Bow. He also teaches Reiki, and you can schedule Reiki mm-hmm. sessions and tarot sessions with him. I believe he even offers a tarot apprenticeship. Healing by Bo, B-O-E. So there are readers around the cities. He also sits and reads at the Eye of Horus, which is a great place to go get read. Also, let's see, Magus is a great place to go get read. I have a friend there that does um, some different types of African spirituality type readings, so different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not really cards, but different, like some rolling shells and things like that. So there are diviners out there. Um, and I better get myself a Facebook page by yes, the time yes. this comes out. So if anybody wants a reading with me, you can reach out and holler at me because I do like to read for people. I don't really have a space. I can meet you for coffee somewhere. But right? by the time you have anything, if you do have anything out, we will we'll post that with our, with our podcast Sweet. and that way it's that out there. That sounds excellent. And I've had a really good time and so I like to read for people. This is how I share my love with the universe. So you're more than welcome to reach out to me. Thank you. Thank you so Yay, much. appreciate it. So you'll find us on the Book of Faces, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can email us, Battle of Podcasts. If you've got a problem with what you think Sarah did, I dare you to email us. <laughs> yeah. Call me a 1-800-CUT-A-MOTHER. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Who would have a problem? That's just silliness. Exactly. People who are ridiculous. That's right. Who. That's so right. we thank you so much for giving love. your energy. Thank you. It was so great. Love. And Our candle's almost out in case anyone's wondering. The candle right. is still. Yeah. Thanks well, for having me. Thank you. We love you. Thank you, Sarah. And thank, thank you, everyone else. Thanks, guys. Ashe.